0: But you know what? It's, it's going to happen like it happens. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. Children are going to die. Women are going to die. Some of you are going to die. For the sake of the gospel. Amen. Thank God. It's going to happen. Man, I hope it gets better. Well, you know, here's the deal. It's probably going to get worse, but you can live in a better place. Amen. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. Glory to God. And so I just want to make sure that everyone get back, get back over there and, and get in, back in line with the Word of God. Don't let yourself get out of line with the Word of God. So let's open up the Bible here and let's get, uh, let's get on some of this. And So um, last, last Sunday that I spoke to you, we were talking about the same thing we had been talking about on Wednesday, which was put God first. How many of y'all remember? Put God first. Listen, I re-listened to that message. That's a good message. I mean, I, I, was, I was in the living room, and he's like, so you're listening to yourself? <laughs> I was like, well, actually, I am, yes. And uh, she's like, why? <laughs> Got in the car, and I'm in the car, you know, and uh, listening to myself. I said, well, I wanted to make sure that I remembered what we had talked about the last time that we were together because um, there, was, there were certain things that I knew that the Lord had put in my heart that I needed to say, and, you know, coming off a of vacation, all I can, all I'm hearing is, you know, uh, <laughs> let it go, let it go. Uh, so in my mind, uh, I'm hearing lots of Disney songs and thinking of uh, Gaston and Belle and, Abel and uh, Cinderella and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, but in my spirit, those things are still chugging along, still stirring. So uh, let's, uh, we're going we're gonna to look at... Um, before I give you scripture, let me, We're gonna look at um, yeah, we can we can do this. Uh, Matthew M- Matthew chapter six verse thirty. That's where we was at. Matthew chapter six verse thirty-three. Matthew chapter six, verse thirty-three, and uh, we're talking about putting God first. So we've been talking about qualifying for supernatural increase. Now the thing that we that we made clear about um, supernatural increase. I guess nobody's seen this yet, but I'll, I'll take it. <clears throat> yeah, anyhow, trying to, they're trying to get us some pure water, Ted. Maybe you might need something like that. <clears throat> but we, we talked about putting God first, but not just putting God first. But you, let, me, let me tell you all something. You've got to you get out of the flesh and you've got to get in the spirit. We've got to quit thinking in the natural, and we've got to start thinking over in the realm of the supernatural. You know, sometimes as we're navigating this life, I was just talking to Shelby about this. As we're navigating this life and we come across things in life and we begin to go through things in life, sometimes we think that we've figured out why we're helped when certain things happen. For example, you know, there have been times when I got caught up in the presence of the Lord, and I mean tears flowed, and and man, I just... uh, I stood before God and and left snot and slobber and tears all over the floor, all over my shirt, and and left those services and was like, man, I really needed that, you know? And then, you know, you kind of tune into the world, and, and here's what the world says. You know, every now and again, you just have to have a good cry. And then now, all of a sudden, we're thinking that we felt better just because we, you know, we we, uh, we had this emotional release because we we let something go out of our emotions and sometimes we don't really discern that it wasn't you know there was there was something that was happening with us emotionally but it wasn't the emotional thing that really did it it wasn't that we it wasn't that we had this emotional spike in our life that helped us it wasn't that all of a sudden we felt better uh, for a moment, because we cried, or because maybe we had joy. You know, there have been times I got over there and got in the joy, got in the presence of God, and I began ha ha. You know, joy. And see, some people are like, man, I needed that joy. No, what you needed is you needed to be in the. See, you don't. Some some people they're like, I needed that laughter. It wasn't the laughter. It wasn't the laughter. Laughter may have been the manifestation. I think that's where I think that's where people start to, you know, that's where it starts to get off. Is that we begin to think in the natural. We think, boy, I needed a good laugh. No, listen, if, if a good laugh could have done it, you could have done it watching bingeing, you know, a comedy on Netflix or something. You know, Parks and Recreation, which some of you did. Great show. I'm from. I mean, I from. What I understand. I haven't. I haven't watched it. What's the other one? Um, the Office. You know, some people, they, oh, man, I love the office. Uh, David claims that Seinfeld is funny. I've <laughs> but, you know, David is a white guy from California. So anyway, uh, he claims it's funny. But, <laughs> and, you know, I, one time I was, and I don't recommend you watch this show. It's a little off-color, and there's some language in it that's not good. But I, I, I don't remember who convinced us to watch this. But we were at the hotel one day. Uh, we were bored out of our minds, and uh, the Nutty Professor was on uh, the uh, rental thing on the at the hotel. This was years ago, and Eddie Murphy was dressed in a fat, you know several fat suits, playing different people. And uh, there was a scene where they were passing gas at the dinner table, and I almost I almost peed my pants that day laughing. I mean, I thought that just it struck me as funny. It was just you you know, the Hercules, Hercules. You know, it was just, it was just funny to me. It just struck me as funny. And and there's something about laughter. You know, Bible says Mary heart does good like a man. There is something about laughter that can temporarily release endorphins in your body and make you feel physically better. But that is, we're not relying on. We're not relying on laughter. The Bible the Bible doesn't command us to rely upon laughter. The Bible commands us to be strong in the Lord and in the strength and in the power of his might. Amen. And so you have to you have to be careful cuz when you're in the flesh you'll you'll start to when you start to examine what God has done with you in the past and what he's presently doing if you're in the flesh you'll do it in a way where you see it from a natural perspective instead of from the perspective of heaven and when you start seeing it from a natural perspective, listen, the enemy will lead you along. He'll allow you to feel better when you know, you're going through the, the, jumping through those natural hoops, leaning into the flesh. He'll let you feel better. And then, then he'll cinch the noose up on you once you've got yourself deep into the flesh and, and you'll be looking for a way of escape. And the only way, the only way of escape is to get in the spirit. But when you've leaned into the flesh so much, you, then you find yourself struggling to find your way back into the spirit. So we've got to, we've got to rely upon and lean into the spirit. You know, what, you know what y'all ought to be doing right now more than anything? Praying in tongues. Amen. Okay. Boy, listen, if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, I'm going to tell you something. You can put God first by, by <laughs> praying in tongues. When you, pr- you know when you pray in tongues, you know what happens? Your understanding is unfruitful. While you're praying. But the Bible, in fact, you know, let's look at what Scripture has to say about it. Uh, So, seeking first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, all these things we added unto you. We're we're talking about putting God first. Not just, so supernatural increase, we're putting God first. But we're not talking about putting God first just by tithing or by offering giving. Before God can ever prosper you financially or in any area of your life, you've got to put him first in every area of life. God has to be the priority of your entire life. So go to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Glory to God. Man, I didn't see this coming. Boy, he's Jehovah sneaky. I'll tell you that right now. Amen. So uh, let's start with verse 1. It says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy. First Corinthians chapter 14, I'm sorry. Did I say that already? I'm sorry. First Corinthians chapter 14, start with verse 1. Chapter 14. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Amen. Amen. So when uh, when someone speaks in an unknown tongue, now some of you say, well, um, is this the gift of tongues? Or is this a, because, you know, does everybody speak with tongues? Is tongues for everyone? Well, you know, the Bible talks about uh, diverse kinds of tongues. And there are different tongues that come at different stages in one's Christian walk, if, if someone will embrace uh, the ways of the Spirit. Now, the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost baptism was speaking in an unknown tongue. In other words, you know, when someone is baptized in the Holy Spirit, we see this, and this is consistent through Scripture. Now, now y'all, pay, pay, I know some of you like, I've heard this before. We know you've heard it. I'm, I'm, I know I'm not trying. A, it's, it's not that I've run out of things to say. Um, some people need reminded of this. These are fundamentals, some, sometimes we need reminded of this. We need to be reminded. So when we, when we get baptized, we, we got saved and the Spirit of God came in us. We got baptized in the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God came upon us. The evidence of God's Spirit in us is fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. When we yield to the abiding Spirit within us, Fruits of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit is produced out of one's life. Love, joy, peace, long so listen, listen to the fruits of the Now let me listen to the fruit of the spirit. Here's how, you, here's how you know whether you're resting in the abiding anointing, in the abiding spirit of God that lives on the inside of you. When you lean into the spirit of God that was put in you when you were born again, okay. here's what will be produced: love, joy, peace. Patience, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance. Some of you are, listen, some of you are groping in the dark for those things right now. Some of it has to do with finance. Some of it has to do with conditions that are happening in the world with Israel, with all whatnot. But see, that's the fruit of the Spirit. Listen, if you're led by the Spirit and you lean into the abiding anointing, then the Spirit is going to lead you to love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. That's what's going to grow out of your life. When those things aren't evidenced in your life, it ought to be sounding alarms in you immediately. There ought to be alarms going off in you that says something's wrong. Because because this is what the Spirit provides, and this is what I'm. So so here's here's what you can here's what you can um, here's what you can determine based on what, what's going on in your life um, is what's being produced in your life from the Spirit or is it from the flesh? Is this exercise that we're going through just an exercise in our mind? Are we just have we just reached a place of mental ascent where we're? Okay, I I know this. I've heard this before. I understand. See, yeah, we've heard it. Maybe we understand it in our mind, but are we working it in our in our? Are we are we uh, working to see these things realized in our lives? In in You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to live a life. That, that is uh, dictated by the direction of the, of the uh, political winds that are blowing or the economic winds that are blowing or the winds of war in the natural or the winds of peace in the natural. Anybody else? See, because, because guess what? You know, you know God is not freaking out right now. You know, heaven isn't chewing their fingernails and, and rubbing their hands together. You, you know, God's not looking to us and saying, man, y'all ought to pray for Israel. No, he said what he said. God's already determined. God's already determined. It's, it's It's the same with your life. Some of you think the jury's out about wh- how God wants you to live and what he wants you to have and how he wants you to be and, and what he wants you to do and that God still hadn't made that. Listen, it's settled with God. The only people it's not settled with is us. But when we lean into the Spirit, listen, when we lean into the Spirit, ooh, listen, y'all are dangerous when you lean into the Spirit. Oh, yeah. You're dangerous. When, well listen, y'all praise better when you lean into the Spirit. You worship better when you lean into the Spirit. You ain't trying to get out of church when you lean into the Spirit. That's right. Lord, that's right. See, some of y'all churches becoming... band. it's so inconvenient to go to church. Listen, when you lean into the Spirit... None of that. None of that even goes through your mind. It's it's not even something that you have to wrestle with. Glory to God. You have a you have a long service and you ain't concerned about you you ain't concerning yourself with food with stuff that you got to do appointments that you you should have made no appointments on Sunday anyhow you know better than that you shouldn't have had no place to be on Sunday afternoon that you had to get out of church quick. Well, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) But see, when you lean into the Spirit, in the midst of turmoil, He'll give you peace. In the midst of poverty, He'll give you abundance. In the midst of sickness, He'll give you health. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When, where there's darkness, He'll give you light. Amen. Amen. Do you know when, when the Spirit of God gets on you, you don't have to rely upon your own patience. You can rely upon the patience of the fruit of the Spirit. And listen, God's, God's abiding Spirit in you and God, God's long-suffering. No one's as long-suffering as God. And when you can be as long-suffering as God is, boy, I'm going to tell you right now, you can put up with a lot. But when you get in the flesh, you can't put up with nothing. Right. Amen. Amen. So, so when we talk about putting God first, so so here's the thing you gotta lean into the, you gotta lean into the spirit, all right? So if we're gonna if we're gonna rely on the spirit, then we have to believe that the things of the spirit are right. So God's spirit in us, that abiding anointing, love, joy, peace, long suffering, generous, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. The the anointing or the empowering anointing or the Holy Ghost baptism, the anointing that comes through Holy Ghost baptism and God's Spirit coming upon us produces gifts of the Spirit. Oh, yeah. Manifestations of the Spirit. I'll say it that way. Manifestations of it, or, or in other words, say manifestations of the Spirit. So manifesta- the word manifestation means to put on display. To put on display. So the, the Spirit of God coming upon us causes the Spirit to be put on display or to be manifested in our lives. Abiding anointing is for fruit of the Spirit. The, the Holy Ghost baptism is for manifestation. Well, there is one manifestation. There's one manifestation of the Spirit that happened to every believer that was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And that was tongues. In fact, Jesus said it in Mark chapter 16. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. One of the signs that he said would follow the believer was this. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall speak with new tongues. You know what? I mean, the devil has tried for years to try to get people off of tongues. To try to get charismatic Pentecostal people from talking about it. um, Religion. Religion, people that are plugged up with religion and with tradition, uh, cessationist people, people that believe the gifts of the Spirit have passed away. They think that all we're doing is making a bunch of noise. Where, what we're speaking is just a bunch of gibberish. Uh, there have been scientific studies that have been done on speaking in tongues. Um, most, most have agreed that uh, most of what we say is tongues and is a language that we received by the Spirit. They say it's just a bunch of gibberish. It's not a, it's not a language. Uh, that is here on the earth. And you know what? I think most of the time, probably in most people's lives, when you're speaking in an unknown tongue, you're not speaking in the language of men. But the Bible says, and they'll, and they'll talk about this too. You can, you can find people that will oppose what I'm telling you all over, all over the, especially now. All over the most Pentecostal people, most spirit-filled people that 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 have been baptized in the Holy Ghost, at some most of them in our generation have abandoned tongues and the manifestations of the spirit. They've been persuaded that there's no value in them, that there's no value to them. But I'm going to tell you right now, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, when the, Spirit of God came, when, the, when the Spirit of God came upon man on the day of Pentecost, and the first thing they did was talk in tongues, you better believe there's some kind of value to it. Well, the reason why they did it then was to preach to them, uh, preach to them people that was there. That's not, the, that's not the only time it happened. Now, see, we could, we could say that that was the reason why it happened if that was the only time that it happened but that's not the only time people spoke in tongues when the Spirit of God came upon them was on the day of Pentecost. Am I, am I making sense? Am, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm just spitballing here. I feel like I'm, uh, just just stay with me, stay, stay with me. So so on the day of Pentecost, yes, when they spoke in tongues on the day of Pentecost, they spoke in languages that those people could understand and they preached the gospel by the Spirit in an unknown tongue. Now see, here's what, here's what the, people who claim to be some of the most intelligent people concerning scripture and concerning but here's what they say well that's the reason why God did that that first and these pentecostals they just go around making all this noise and talking a bunch of gibberish and you know there was a there was a uh, a logical you know reason why God did it the way he did it in acts chapter 2 okay yeah so why did why did he do it then at Cornelius's house when there was no one there to hear them uh, preach the gospel in an unknown tongue why did he do it in why did he do it in in uh, all these other places where where we see in the book of Acts throughout the book, of, and you you can read it yourself. I didn't prepare these verses, but throughout the book of Acts, you find every time the people were baptized in the Holy Ghost, the Bible says it either comes out and says they spoke with other tongues, or it says that people heard and saw that they were baptized in the Holy Ghost, which means this that that manifestation came, tongues came. Listen, tongues. Tongues is, in the natural, tongues is crazy. Tongues don't make any sense. It seems silly. It seems unintelligent. And it seems stupid to embrace tongues. And, and you know what? You, you, there will be people that will line up to call you everything but a Christian. And everything but, everything but someone who, they, they, they're not going to call you intelligent for talking in tongues. But I'm gonna tell you right now, the very thing that some of you need right now to get you through your tomorrow and through your next day and through your next week and through your next month and through your next year and into your destiny, the, the very thing that you need to do is begin to open up your mouth and pray in an unknown tongue. Lord, oh, yeah. that's right. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because when you speak in an unknown tongue, you don't speak to men, but you speak to God. You're not talking. No wonder people think it's nuts. Because you ain't talking to them. You're talking to God. No one can understand you. (laughs) Well, well, Pastor, if if it's a real tongue, if it's a real language, why don't we understand it here on the earth? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men... And of angels. So we're not just speaking the language of it. Do you really Do you really think that the only creation that God ever created was man? We know he created stuff before us. Angels, living creatures. There was something here before us. They've dug the bones of it out of the, out of the ground. That was created by God. Mm-hmm. Then he created us. We're the only thing he created in his image. That's right. We're the only thing he created in his image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're unique in his creation. But here's the other thing. What makes you think he quit creating after us? Go ahead. Dan. You know, there is an answer to whether there's life out there. Absolutely, positively, there's life out there. I'm not saying there's little green men flying around in flying saucers. In fact, I think a lot of what we see as far as UFOs go or whatever, I really think that's demonic. I really think it's something that's uh, it's definitely spiritual, but I, I don't think that we're being visited by other creations of God. I, I don't, but, you know, the Bible does say that God created dominions. Not just a one dominion, but dominion. plural. Are y'all hearing this today? Yes. Oh, yeah. So there, there are other worlds. Other worlds that we're not in contact with. That's right. they gotta, and you know what? Some of these languages that we get, some of you will freak out when you get to heaven. It's going to be like, And you'll be like, wait a minute, that sounds like Pastor Ziggy's tongue. <laughs> My pastor used to talk like that. Some of you are going to open up your mouth and start talking in one of them tongues. An angel is going to come up next to you and start talking the same language. Glory to God. But here's the thing. you got to get out of this idea that this is an exercise in your mind. you got to, you got to begin to pray in tongues believing that something's happening. Exercising and working your faith. See, that's, that's how all the things of God work. They work by faith. They work by faith. Is the devil going to try to tell you you're an idiot? Yes. Is the devil going to try to tell you you're wasting your time? Absolutely he's going to tell you you're wasting your time. He's going to try to persuade you that you're wasting your time. But I'm telling you right now, no no time you spend praying in tongues is wasted time. Do you, know what, do you know what happens when you begin to pray in tongues? All of a sudden, as you pray in tongues, because your mind is unfruitful. See, right now, some of y'all can't even listen to me for all the stuff your mind is telling you. Yeah, right. Man, your mind is racing right now. Man, I got to do this. I got to do that. The kids got to have this. We got to put this. I get this together. Oh, my God. Did I do this? Did I turn off the, my flat iron? Did I? <laughs> and y'all know I had to have my flat iron today. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what, I mean some, some of us how many of y'all come in here your mind get to race it's hard for you to engage what, I'm, I'm going to tell you something there, there's, a way to def, there's, a way, there's a way to conquer that pray in tongues yeah but it's, it's hard my, my mind still races keep praying in tongues you know what happens the longer you pray in tongues the more your mind just start to shut down when you pray in tongues, it starts to quiet your mind. You know why? Because your mind gets bored. It's unfruitful to your mind. But pretty soon, you start to come alive in your spirit. See, some of you haven't prayed in tongues long enough to ever tap into that place and to know that that works. But if you'll pray in tongues long, I'm going to tell you right now, when you're not, for, 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 the next, for the next, say, month or so, and then if you, if you can quit after a month of doing this, quit. But for the next month, When you're not, when you're not, when you're not talking in English, pray in tongues. Now you don't have to, you don't have to do it real loud. But say you're talking to Derek. Hey Derek, how's it going? Oh yeah. What was that? What was that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. I got that. Hello. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Now people go think you're nuts. Absolutely. Absolutely. But who cares? Who cares? Because when the crap hits the fan, you know who they're going to come to? The people that are praying in tongues. Amen. You know why they're going to come to us? Because they're going to find that we're not... You know, you know, when COVID, this is, this is such a great, a great uh, compliment. Uh, th- this was such a great compliment to me. When COVID hit and everything went in the toilet and everything was bad, and people were tripping out. Do you know how many messages I got from people? How many people reached out to me online? How many phone calls I got from people I hadn't heard from in forever? How many people texted me? Not not just not just church people, family members, people that people that looked at me, you know, kind of sideways, thinking I was flakier than a two crust pie, and you know, things like that. A lot lot of people got a hold of me. You want to know what you want to know what they wanted to, I mean, you want to know what they were they were asking me. What do you think God's saying? What do you think God's saying? And so, some of these people, seemingly in the natural, have more successful ministries than I have because they have a larger church. Some, people, some people's church a 100 times larger than our church, and they were calling me. 100 times larger than they're calling me. What is God saying? One of them had irritated me, so I said, don't you wish you knew? which probably wasn't the thing to say, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes, you know, things get under your skin, and, and I apologized, you know. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm t- I'm tired of all this. I mean, I took your phone call. You hadn't been taking mine for the past 10 years. Go ahead, man. But glory to God, amen, hallelujah. Amen. That's when I start praying in tongues. Amen. But anyway. Do you you know? Do you know the main reason why people were getting a hold of me? What 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 people would tell me? They'd say, "I'm so glad I'm so glad I got to talk to you." You know what? You haven't changed. You're still saying the things that you've always said. You're still doing the things that you said God told you to do. You're still moving forward. You've been consistent. You're like Jesus. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Not that you never grow or you never improve. You just keep, you've been on course. You, You haven't gotten off course. Some of you that are changing jobs every other day, you're, you're not in the Spirit. That's a sign of the flesh. Okay. When you leave this job to go to another job, you leave that job to go to another job, you leave this to go here, you leave that to go there, and, you, and, you, and you're always led by the Spirit. You know, you're not being led by the... That's not, being, that's not how the... God is not schizophrenic. That's right. There's something that God purposed for you to do. There's something that he called you to do. There's something he desires for you to do. He wants you to settle on that and to endure whatever storm comes in. Not in, not in the natural. Don't get me wrong. He said to be strong in him. Amen. Some of you see the storm coming. You, yeah, I don't think I can handle this. No, you can't. That's why you have to rely upon and trust in him. Amen. Amen. Wow. I, I'm preaching today and I'm not supposed to be. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to, you know why? Because some of you, some of you, well, I, I would venture to say this. Most of you are going through a, a turbulent time in your life. A time when the future seems uncertain. Whether you don't know, you don't know if it some of you, some of you, here's what the devil told you. If it gets worse, what you gonna do? Because it can't get no worse. Otherwise, you sunk. You can't keep this up. How long can you keep this? And some of you, some of you has to do with finance. Some of you has to do with emotion. Some of you has to do with ministry. Some of you has to do with physical, you know, something physical in your body. Some of you has to do with your relationship. But the, that's how the, that's how the enemy is attacking uh, God's people right now. What you going, maybe you can't, what you going to do? Some of you going through turbulent time. I can, I can, I can always tell when things are, when things are economically bad. Because churches start to shut us out and they don't want us to come no more. And they, you know, they start to, well, you know, we're praying about it. We know good and well they're not praying about it. They're looking at their checkbook. They're looking at their people and they're in a panic. They're trying to figure out how they're going to stay afloat, how they're going to make it to next week. Are y'all hearing me today? Yeah. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, at, here here at this church, at Winter's Church, that's a We don't, we, we don't live by sight, we live by faith. We don't live by sight, we live by faith. We don't live by sight, we live by faith. Say this with me say, I walk by faith, walk by faith. Not, by not by sight. Say it again. I walk by faith, not by sight. Say it one more time. I walk, I walk, by, faith, faith, I walk by faith, not by sight. by sight. Amen. You know what? That's crazy to the world. The world looks at you and says, You're nuts. You just need, you're just, you're just looking for a way uh, to cope. You're just looking for a way to escape reality. No, listen, what, 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 what we're talking about is more real than what's going on in the natural. Because what's going on in the natural will change. But what we know, what we know about God is that He never changes. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, I'm preaching myself happy today for real. So tongues, listen, I'm, I'm trying to give you some tools. If you'll pray in tongues, and, and some of you are going to have to do it a lot. Because, because, the, because the, the, uh, the circumstances of your life have gotten your attention. So now you're going to have to, you're going to, have to pray a lot in tongues. Just keep on praying. Just keep on praying. When you're, amen, amen. when you're not talking in English, you ought to be talking in tongues. Just for, for a period of time, do that. And then later on, if you can quit, you know, quit. But, you know, you're going to find out you're not going to want to quit. You're going to want to keep praying in tongues. You're going to want to keep praying in the Spirit. You just keep on doing it. You just keep praying in tongues. Keep praying in tongues. Keep praying in the spirit. Keep relying on the Lord. Keep believing that you're going to get your breakthrough. Keep believing that even though your mind doesn't understand what you're saying, it's, it's fruitful to your spirit. Amen. That you're building on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. It says, it says this. For, for he who speaks in a, in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However... In the Spirit. Say in the Spirit. Spirit. In the Spirit, he speaks what? Mystery. In the Spirit, he speaks what? Mystery. Now, mysteries. You know what mysteries are? Of mysteries are the mind of Christ. Mysteries are what the Bible says. The Bible says this. The Bible says that in a previous season that there were things that were hidden from men. In fact, First Corinthians uh, chapter two talks about it. It says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Now just give me a second. I'm, 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 trying to, I'm trying to tune in here, Ted. Amen. Try not to get distracted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the things that the things that God spoke in a previous season that were once. Mysteries, they weren't mysteries that God was hiding from us. They were mysteries that God was hiding for us. It's his mind. You know, when the Bible says his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. You know what? Go to that. Go, go, go up to uh, we'll, we'll go back to 1 Corinthians 14. But go to First Corinthians chapter 2 real quick. Go to chapter 2. Because I think we need to read this a little bit. Hallelujah. Verse 1, it says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You know, you know what Paul said? Paul said he, deci- he, was the phar- he, he, he described himself this way. I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. When it came to learning and understanding uh, the Bible and religion, Paul was t- Paul was top notch. In fact, he'd go and he'd philosophize with the philosophers. He was an intelligent man. But you know what he was saying in this verse of Scripture? I'm not relying on my intelligence. I'm not relying on anything that got me through life up to this point in time. I decided not to know anything except he saved me. He died for me. Christ and him crucified. Are you all hearing this? Oh, okay. yeah. God don't want you relying on your own job, your own ability in this season. He wants you relying on him. Why do you why do you think he brought you down this path? He wants you to trust in him, to rely upon him. Some of you are like this is too much. This is too much for me to it's not too much. The Bible says God wouldn't give you too much. Amen. I sighed not to know anything among you. I was with you in weakness, in fear, much trembling. So Paul, he understood. But my speech and my preaching was not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Verse 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Listen to that. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Say we speak the wisdom wisdom of God God in a mystery. mystery. So what did that other scripture say in chapter 14? When we speak in an unknown tongue, we speak not unto men, but unto God. How be it in the spirit we speak? So what what does this scripture call those mysteries? The wisdom of God. So when you're praying in tongues and those spiritual tongues quiet your mind and you begin to tap into the spirit, you know what you begin to tap into? The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God that will cause you to navigate the waters of your life and whatever you're going through in this life to get you to where God intends for you to go. God didn't want you to do this yourself, church. He wanted you to rely upon his wisdom. It's the mind of Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Listen, when you can't say nothing good praying tongues. Okay. When you want to cuss, praying tongues. Boy, that's right. Cuz Amen. Cuz some of you cuss too much. You listen, don't do that. That's the devil. I get up here and preach, I don't even need the reading glasses, Ted. <laughs> but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. You know how we're speaking the wisdom of God? In a mystery, in tongues. Those things that were hidden for us, they're revealed to us as we pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. They can call me crazy if they want to call me crazy. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you right now, everything I have, I have because I prayed it through in an unknown tongue. Hallelujah. Every success, every victory, every healing, amen. Every miracle, every financial break. Through every healing for my children every bit of wisdom I needed in my marriage listen when we were when we were struggling to find to find our way in marriage to find our way to the place where God wanted us to be in marriage you know how we got there we prayed in an unknown tongue amen glory to God when we struggled with how to raise children you know how we got there you know how we got the wisdom of God on see some of you like man pastor has wisdom that ain't my wisdom I, I, that wisdom that wisdom came out of my mouth and when it came out of my mouth it came out of my mouth in an unknown tongue and all of a sudden it was it exploded in my life by the Spirit and it was the wisdom of God oh listen see some of y'all feel sorry for yourselves how can you feel sorry for yourself when we got the same Holy Ghost and when he's giving you the same access Listen, the Spirit of God's coming on some of you right now. As I'm talking, the Holy Ghost is coming on some of you, and He's stirring you up right in this moment. He's going to drop a brand new tongue on you, and you're going to release some things in the Spirit that are the wisdom of God that are going to help you navigate the waters of life and the things that you're enduring right now in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hola, para maradora, sapaya, You know the. You know the enemy wants you to do. Hey, let's let's budget this out. Let's let's get let's budget this out. You can't budget this out. You, you know, good and well, you can not be already you living in a place you shouldn't be living. You're eating and you shouldn't be eating. You got gas and you shouldn't have no gas. Am I the only one? We shouldn't be having no airplanes. We shouldn't be in this building. We shouldn't have no air conditioning. Listen, you shouldn't even have to have that blanket on. It ought to be hot in here. It ought to be hot, dark. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. See, you ought to be on dope. You ought to be in jail. Some of you ought to be dead. It's the wisdom of God that brought you here. It's the wisdom of God that brought you to this place. My God, my God, my God. If, if he brought you this far, listen, did he bring you this far to leave you? Did he bring you this far? My God, church, I am preaching right now. You know, the, 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 enemy, the enemy has been fighting hard. But guess what? Glory to God. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is higher. Glory to God you know how we're going to get there we're going to get there praying in an unknown tongue hallelujah we're going to get there speaking the wisdom of God in a mystery we're going to shut down our minds we're going to shut down our own thinking and we're going to begin to think like God thinks we're going to trade in our ways for his ways We speak the wisdom of verse 7. We speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. See? It wasn't hidden from us, it was hidden for us, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have. Listen to this. Had the devil known what was up, he would have never even thought about touching jesus but he's in listen he's an idiot but as it is written look what it says i had not seen nor ear heard neither been the heart of man the things which god has a prayer for those who love him verse 10 but god say but god, but god. say it again but god. say it again, but god. Say, it again. But god. say it one more time but god. listen when you get your electric bill say but god well, listen. When you at the pump and it keeps going up, just look at it. and Say, "But God, but God. glory to God, but God, hallelujah." It's always been for us, but God, Amen, you. Amen. You. you can't, you can't start that church. Yeah, but God. Oh my God, you'll never be nothing. Yeah, but God, you'll be back. You'll you'll pack up all your stuff. You'll come back to California. Yeah, but God. You know what? They were right. You would have, but God. But God. And you know what? It wasn't natural. It wasn't natural that you got on that neighborhood page and you posted, somebody tell me where I can find me a spirit-led, spirit-filled church. If you know what I'm talking about, you know how to respond to this post. Somebody tell me where I can hear the word of God. And you got, you got all these people. Well, come join us at St. Luke's. We have this, we have that. We'll, we, we'll feed you, we'll do that. Well, you know, my church is the best pastor. Ha, da, da, da. Tyler just puts on there simple, winner's church. It was simple. You know what? Everybody that pled the case for all their churches, you looked past them and you said, Winner's Church, Winner's winners, Church, Winner's Church. You know what? The people in your family was like, I ain't going with you. I ain't going, but God, but God. See, but God, you know what? When When we met you, you were in an impossible situation. They didn't look like there was a resolution. It looked like your family would be chopped up into it. It looked like you made a mistake coming to Oklahoma. But but God. But boy, I'm about to, I'm about to throw this microphone right now. Glory to God. See, see, some of y'all, we got it, church. We gotta wake up. We gotta wake up. Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. God has not planned your demise, He has planned your victory. Amen. The celebration in heaven has already begun. You might as well go ahead and dance and shout because God has given you the victory already. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm not trying to cheerlead you. I'm trying to persuade you of the truth. See, we got we got to get back to that but you know what? God, you know uh, Michael Salazar um he has a his instructor uh, his name is Hal Harris, wonderful guy. He's about this big <clears throat> He came to me we were leaving we were getting ready to leave on our vacation. And he was at the airport cuz he's a he's a pilot and instructor. And he came and he said he said this to me. He said well, he first he said hello, and you know we're we're acquainted with one another, and I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" We're good. So he's known Michael as long as nearly as long as I've known Michael. I may have known Michael and Twyla maybe a couple years more than they've known how. But he said this to me. He said, "I had an engine failure on my airplane," and he said uh, one of the airplanes I fly, and he was talking about how he had to land it and. And he said, you know, he said, my wife, she's a little Filipino lady. He said, uh, and I can't remember her name, but he said, uh, I told my wife that uh, when, when the time comes and I die, that she needs to get a hold of you because I want you to do my funeral. <laughs> and, he's, and, and I was like, what an unusual conversation. I'm only only just acquainted with him. This man has never heard me preach. He's never stepped foot in this church. I've never taken a flying lesson from this man. We've only just talked in passing at the airport. Mostly because of the relationship he has with Michael. But he does see Michael regular and talks with Michael regular. And so he said, I want you to do my funeral. I was like, please, please, y'all hear what I'm about to say to y'all. He said. He 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 said. So he said, if you get a call from my wife, he said, that that's what it's for. He said, I want. He said, you're a pilot, and he said, and a preacher, and he says, and you've been at it a long time. Because he asked me. He said, you're still preaching, right? I said, oh, absolutely. He said, well, I didn't. I didn't figure it's any other way. He said, I figured you still was. He said. "Um," He says, you know, the reason why I want to have you do it is, he says, because. Number one, he says, you're, you know, you're a preacher. He says, and you're a pilot. He says, but you know, for as long as I've known Michael. And he's been going to your church. I, I can't even remember exactly how he said it, but this is what he said. Michael's been consistent. Oh, yeah. Michael hadn't been wishy-washy and flippy-floppy like a bunch of Christians. What it, some of you have no credibility because you flop around like a fish. Day to day, you flopping from the... And some of you, some of you are mature believers. Some of you, you, you you filled with the Word of God but nobody wants to listen to you because they think you're flakier than a two crust pie cuz you flip-flop around all the time. You can't make up your mind. The, the you can't make up your mind which way is up, which way is down, where the Lord has you, where he don't have you, what he wants you doing, what he don't want you doing. I mean, it changes with the wind. Listen to me. That's not God. When you, when you follow the Lord, when you follow the word of God, there will, there will, now you, you may not always be doing the same thing. Like me, I started out with healing, you know, evangelism, evangelism on the street, really healing people on the street, going door to door, ministering healing to the sick. I knocked on doors, house to house, carried around a cross on my shoulder to get people's attention, handed out gospel tracks. I did that. I did that. But you know, you, know what was, you know what's been consistent in my life? I'm, number one, I've been born again. I was lost, and now I'm found. I was blind, and now I see. Don't, don't, don't get upset if you fall into this category. Don't get upset if you've made this mistake. Just underst- understand what it does. From, from that moment I got born again, you didn't find me on a bar stool anymore. You didn't find me with a cigarette in my mouth. You didn't find me with a beer in my hand. Maybe for 10 days, I I let out cuss words, but it wasn't my language anymore, and people knew it. And after 10 days, that was extinguished by the Spirit. Now, listen, I couldn't have done that on my own. Listen, I couldn't have done that on my own. You know, you know how all that happened? You know, you know, you know I, I figured out if, if living water is flowing out of your mouth, then, then crappy water can't come out of your mouth. Okay. Only one stream can flow at a time. So there have been some things that have remained consistent in my life. I don't know why. It's always Hispanic people that ask me that, this too. You still, you still serving the Lord? I'm like, was there an option? I mean, you, did, did you feel like there was an option? Because I've never felt like there was an option. I felt like once he rescued me, according to the word of God, I don't even belong to myself anymore. I'm a bondservant of Christ. I do not own my life. My life is lost for his sake. I don't belong to me anymore. Did I have an option? Well, I guess I could have done, I guess I could have gone another direction, but why? That's right. Why? Yeah. No, no one, listen, no one's ever heard me preach something so that I could act foolish. That's right. Well, you know, I, I, was, I was reading the word and I don't think we're supposed to pay tithe because bless God, it's an Old Testament story, and that's why I don't pay my tithe because I don't. you know, you shouldn't either. I didn't preach things for my, out of my convenience, you know, for, that made my life convenient. Now, I, don't get me wrong. I, I haven't been perfect. Have I made mistakes? Yeah, but the, there's been a constant. But that's what I appreciate about Derek Tabtha. Derek Tabtha were here at Winner's Church before, and then they, they left Winner's Church. They started to attend another church, and I think another church. Beside them. And then they ended up back here at Winner's Church again. And some people might look and say, I wish they'd just plant themselves. Here was my thing. They were in church. Most people leave this church and end up in their living room. Go ahead now. Not going anywhere. Not serving the Lord at all. I mean, if you leave out of here and you're still serving the Lord, there's something consistent there. You know that means more to that means more, to, that means more to people than if you that if you called them out by name and told them their address. Oh yeah, that's not Asbury was happening. We didn't give up everything so we could be As. We didn't do that. We continued on with what God was telling us. We acknowledged what God was doing there, but we kept on. When when God touched my, my ministry and, and God touched my life in Brother Rodney's ministry, I didn't become a little Rodney. Some people, all of a sudden, their ministry changed, and they, they oh, ha, 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 ho, 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 ho. No, that's wonderful what God's doing. And, brother, thank God for the anointing. I participated. I received, I received of that joy. But you know what? I remained consistent. I kept moving after what God told me to do. When, when God wasn't doing that in my ministry, I didn't feel gypped. When the Lord moved me away from that, I didn't feel gypped. I kept moving forward. I kept moving forward. I kept moving toward what God was saying. When all hell was breaking loose, we kept moving forward. Are y'all hearing me today? All hell's gonna break loose, but you know what you gotta do? You gotta serve God. You gotta put God first. You gotta believe this Bible you got to believe that when you praying in an unknown tongue, you're not speaking to men, you're speaking to God, you're releasing the wisdom of God in a mystery. God's wisdom is going to overtake you because you're speaking it out of your spirit. by the whole God gave you a weapon. Okay. And it's in your mouth. You don't need more money, you need Jesus. If I just had more money, if I win the lottery, quit. Stop. Stop. Stop saying it. Stop. I know something. Here, here's the thing. It's not that that's evil. It just gets your attention on wrong things. You know, what, maybe you will win the lottery, but I'm going to tell you how you're not going to win it by going, man, if I, if I won the lottery, if I win the lottery, I'll buy the church. But no, you won't. You ain't buying a church. You ain't buying the church nothing now. Listen, if you, if, you won't do, if you won't do what you believe you'd do for God if you had billions of dollars, if you won't do that when all you've got is a, uh, is a couple hundred if you, if you won't do nothing big when all you got is a couple hundred, you will to do nothing big when you get big money. I'm sorry, church. Don't get mad at me. No, that's right. Don't get mad at me. You say, well, yes, I will. No, no, you're right. You, you might, you, you win a billion dollars. You'd be like, well, I guess I'd give a million. But I'm going to spread it out over there. St. Jude's and everything. You start getting in your own thinking. Go ahead. Dan. Yeah, and get the taxes paid. Consistency. Consistency. Listen, when you serve the Lord and when you serve Him with gladness, when you're when you're led by the Spirit, your life is consistent. Oh yeah. People look at you and they admire you. They want to live their life the way you live your life. Church, what what do you think it is that that attracts y'all to our ministry? Number one, I'm not attractive. Number, well, maybe my wife. Number two, I'm not that great of a preacher. But there is one thing y'all can say about me is that I'm here and I'm here this way all the time. I'm this way every day. Every day you see me, this is the way that I am. Every day you will see me for as long as I live. This will be the way that I live. My, You can catch me on a Sunday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Tuesday, a Monday, on Labor Day, Memorial Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, every, every day. Am I perfect? No. But you will find me living for Jesus every day. You're going to find me praying in tongues every day. You're going to find me looking for the ways of the Spirit every day. That's what, that's what Hal said about Michael. He said, he said, that's why I want to have you do it. He says, because if Michael has been with you for as long as he has and not changed his mind about you, He said, because I've seen a lot of people change their mind about a lot of people. He says, but you got to be doing something right. So I figure you can put me in the ground. Go ahead, man. Remember the only thing I could respond with Ms. Rhonda was, uh, I hope I don't get that phone call. I sure don't want to bury nobody. But I thought, what a testimony of Michael's life. What a testimony of Michael's life. What, what a testimony of Michael's life. That he getting in that airplane. Well, you know, I go to this church. Yeah, it's all right. I think that's probably the one thing that when people look into our church, they look into your lives. That's probably what they admire the most about you all. Can I can I can I say something something else and I'll, and I'll read the rest of this and I know we're getting close to the end here, but I've hauled y'all to a couple places. And I've said this before. I've hauled y'all to some places I've been to. Some of y'all went. Tyler and Ayla have been. Um, Don and Lynn have been with me. Uh, several places I've been. Of course, Ted Debbie have gone and Gabby Flanoy has gone. Uh, uh, Miss Carolyn. Has been with me y'all know Shree's with me a lot of times um shelby eric michael and twyla uh Nakia. what's titus doing here he, he getting in trouble is that titus right there dear god he got in trouble my goodness did you get in trouble titus is that why you ain't out there all right i ain't saying nothing i'll leave him alone look sheree's like yeah he in trouble <laughs> 380 cracking a smile. She's like, All right, I'm praying for you, Titus. Anyway, (laughs) do you know when when you all, when you, Miss Rhonda, Miss Rhonda's been, when you all come to the meetings, like, I'll just take, for example, we were in Toledo, Ohio. The worship team came, nearly the whole worship team came. And, um, I was watching them people look at Miss Rhonda. They were talking to Miss Rhonda, and Miss Rhonda's just chatting with people and talking with people. And they're, they're talking with Miss Rhonda like they're, like they're talking to Celine Dion or somebody like that. They're looking at her like she's a superstar. Remember them old ladies talking about Eric playing the bass? They were like, that young man just plays that. I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, and Don and Lynn, how much they admired. I mean, they'd hang out with you all and just admired you guys. You all had instant rapport. I mean, you, you, instant rapport with people. And some of y'all, you know, some of y'all might have thought that that was because of your pastor. Listen, I didn't give you all credibility. Do you know what gave you all credibility? You want me, want me to tell you why? What, anytime I, that, that's why I'd love to take you guys with me, as many of you as I can. If, if y'all can get to meetings in Shawnee, anywhere, if you can go and get there and just sit in one or two meetings or three meetings or 10 minutes, if you can go and be there, it helps me. You know why it helps me? Because most of the time when people are hearing me preach, they think what I'm telling them is impossible to live. But then you show up. Go ahead, man. And you know what they see in you? They see in you what I've been teaching them. Okay. And they see you working it. And the minute they see you working it, immediately there's hope. Immediately. immediately. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, it knocks about five weeks off a of revival right there. Knocks about five weeks off a of revival. Because you got people that are in there. And, and, they're, and, and y'all, are, y'all are actually living what I preach to these people in the revival. And they, and they see it. And they're looking at you like a super, like you're a superstar, because in their mind, y'all, are, y'all are li- You're living on another level. Here, here's what they don't realize is that you all are there, and you're like, I need some. Well, I really need this. I came here because I needed, I needed this revival. <laughs> See, that's the life we live. I need these revival. I need this. Oh yeah. The life we live, we don't live after the flesh. We live after the, we need this. You ought to feel needy all this. Some of you are like, when am I going to quit feeling needy? Never. <laughs> Not while you're here on planet earth. Go ahead, man. While you're here on planet earth, you'll continually, listen, once, once you, once you find him, he's going to run off and hide from you again and you're going to have to seek him some more. Okay. There's going to be another ahead, door you got to knock on. He's gonna shake the bushes. You'll be like, I heard him. That's right. He's over there. <laughs> yeah. Come on, y'all. He's over here. But see, we gotta we we gotta live after the spirit. That's that's living after the spirit. We're not foolish. We're doing what God told us to do. Oh yeah. Is this helping anybody here today? Oh yeah. That's putting God first. That we do these things every day. Y'all, are, some of you think you're not on the path. You're on the path, that's why you miserable. Because <laughs> right now, you, he's not letting you find him. Right now, right now, he's not letting you find You know why? Because he wants you seeking him harder. When, when you can't find him, that's when you got to seek him hard. It's not that he's abandoned you. He's looking. He's, he's rattling. He's rattling things. He's making little noises. Man, he, he's going like this so you'll catch a whiff of his aroma. I think I smell him. He's been right here. I can, I can tell. Oh Because he's, he's drawing you in. Oh, read oh, that's right. Boy, you ought to be glad. God wants to draw you in. Okay. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish up reading this and then I'll let you ask questions. Eyes not seen, ears not heard, news he on the heart of man, things God prepared for them But, verse 10, God has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. I'm going to read the last part. Verse 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. (laughs) Glory to God. This journey that we're on, you know, the Bible says narrow is the way that leads to salvation. And broad is the path that leads to destruction. If your path is so broad that you can flip-flop about and swing like a pendulum from one side of the road to the other side of the road from one. I mean, when you swing swinging that far, you're not on the right path. When you're on that narrow path, you might, you might veer from side to side, but you're going to stay consistent, consistently in the ways of the Lord. See, that's putting God first. You know, putting God first sometimes involves tightening the belt. Hunkering down and getting ready for the storm. There'd be supernatural increase on the other side of it. But sometimes you got to go through the storm. Storms don't come to stay, they come to they come to see this storm is gonna come to pass. Unless you decide to travel with it. But I don't know about y'all. I ain't about to travel with no storm. I'm traveling with Jesus. Amen. If Jesus is sleeping in the boat, you ought to sleep with him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Any questions? Did this help anybody here today? <laughs> I know there shouldn't be too many questions. I was just preaching, but um, let, let's 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 roll these things around in our spirits. Put God first. Uh, the things of the spirit you ought to count as the most valuable, and the things that are of the highest priority in your life. Amen. Even over uh, the contract for a. You know, a wedding or a roof or uh, cleaning a building or all the things of God. Those things have to take the top priority of our life. The direction that he's leading us, that he's got. It's not that we abandon all the rest because that's, again, it's natural. Listen, folks, it's natural for you to want to abandon this natural life to live completely off in that spiritual way. But that doesn't mean that's what, just because you feel that way. I mean, Paul. Paul felt that way. He's like, oh, that I may know you in the power of your resurrection. Listen, he longed to be disconnected from this life. Oh, yeah. Man, when he was caught up into the third heaven, I bet, I, bet, I bet them angels had to drag him out of that third heaven kicking and screaming. Listen, I bet when he went over into that realm, he didn't want to. Listen, I wouldn't want to come back. I love y'all, but there's no stinking way. There's no. I love my wife, but even if I saw her face, I, I guarantee, I know it. If I stepped over in that world to come and I saw the nail-scarred hands of Jesus and I looked in his face, I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing in this world that would want to draw me back. Y'all feel the some of you feel the way that you feel because you've known the grace of God. You know why other people, some other people don't feel the way you feel? Because they've never known that touch of his grace. They've never been that deep in His presence. They've never been that far in to long to, to want to long for something more. But you know that aching that you have, you gonna have the Bible. The Bible talks about the Spirit and the Bride say, "Come." Do you know you know the Spirit of God longs for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ? In fact, the Bible says all of creation groans and travails in anticipation. In expectation, groaning, even the even the dirt. Right. Oh yeah. Why would you think it'd be any different for you? See, these things, these things are the things that ought to motivate us. This longing that we have in our heart. Not, this shouldn't take a while. <laughs> I tell you, it's getting <laughs> Look Andrew and Gaby both are like, uh, when do I go? When should I <laughs> when should I make my move here? Are y'all getting this well what 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 some of us are feeling and enduring it shouldn't take us to a a down place my god it ought to elevate your faith lord thank you thank you god that in me is a desire a desire to live in your presence Some of you ain't going to have the same opportunity to live in his presence like someone like Catherine Coleman did. Some of us won't. Some of us, got, got, some of us can't be that disconnected from this world and this life to be able to be like Catherine Coleman, like Kenneth Copeland. Some of us, we don't live on, on our own island in our, on, with our own lake, flying into our own airport in our own airplane. You know what I mean? Someone's, someone's got to work with Pookie and them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 <That's not good. laughs> what made you think of Lewis? Oh, I, 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 <laughs> oh okay, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, Ted will never tell your business, never. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anyway. We, we, <laughs> I used to tease Ted. Annie and I used to tease Ted. We said, we, we said this. We said, Telegraph, telegram, tele Davis. <laughs> if you wanted to get around, oh, you know, Ted. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> y'all get it. Y'all get it. So when you go out of here today, go out of here with joy. As I was telling this to Shelby back today. I said, uh, sometimes when we're going through, we, we think that the burden that we're enduring has to do with our failures or our, you know, you know what I mean? When we're, when we're carrying a burden, when we're, we think it's our failure. Because that's the, way we, that's the way our parents programmed us. Anytime we felt bad, we had to try to figure out what was wrong with us. Some of us don't realize the burden that we're carrying is not our own burden. It's His burden. Here's what the Bible says about His burden. His yoke is easy. And His burden is light. And it's not because it's not a burden. It's not even because it's not heavy. It's because when you realize that it's His yoke, then you don't rely upon your own self to carry it. If you're bearing the yoke for Him, glory to God. I mean, if you were the one standing there when He fell over and dropped the cross, and they grabbed you out of the crowd, go ahead, man, that's right. Knowing what you know today, my God, you'd get up under that burden and you'd carry. You wouldn't just take the cross. You'd throw Him on top of it and say, "Come on, Lord, I'm taking you to Golgotha. We're going to get." Oh, yeah. If you busted your knees up, if you busted your face up, if you fell down 17 million times, you'd get him there. Go ahead, man. It's a different burden when you know what you're carrying. That's right. Oh, that's one. Amen. Glory to God. That's all I got to say about that. Praise God. I, I've been praying for y'all, though. I know. Listen, I, the, the, the body of Christ is under attack. And the devil hadn't shown up with a pointy tail and a pitchfork. Shown up with a microphone in his hand on CNN and Fox and bad news. Some of y'all, you look at that paycheck and you're like, dear God. You hear rumors and you're like, Lord, spare me. Good news. You're built for this. Amen. Oh, yeah. So my, my message today is pray in tongues. Pray a lot in tongues. Oh, yeah. Pray in tongues more now than you've ever prayed in tongues before. Oh, yeah, man. When you can do it loud, like when you're in your car, pray in tongues at the top of your lungs. You can do it even while your kids are talking. to You just ignore them like you normally do. I mean, if they're dying, if they're choking on something, stop, you know, unstop, you know, unstop the save them. But you know, you know what I mean? But, you know, if they're alive, let them cry. Let them cry. If they're like, ah, say, go ahead, let it out. Give Jesus, give him your all. Amen. Pray in tongues. It works. God gave you a weapon. Use it. Amen. No, other, no, no questions? All right. Praise the Lord. <laughs> praise God. Father, thank you for what you said to us today. <laughs> I'm so grateful, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have to live for you, to serve you, to love you. (laughs) Lord, we surrender to you. We surrender to your spirit. We will not live this life relying upon our own wisdom and our own strength, but God, we are leaning heavily upon you, knowing, Lord, that the only way we've made it this far is because you brought us this far. The only way we're going to go farther, Lord, is if you take us. And so, Lord, we're relying on you. We're trusting in you. You haven't brought us this far to leave us. You didn't rescue us, God, just to leave us right here, stranded. But, Lord, you rescued us because, God, you have a greater purpose. And we're finding it in the name of Jesus. We're realizing it. We're discovering it in Jesus' name. So, Lord, as we pray in the Spirit, as we pray in tongues... Lord, let, that de- let, that, let the devil go ahead and whine about it. We're just going to keep on praying in tongues. Okay. Let our families think we're crazy. Go Lord, ahead. we're going to keep on praying in tongues. That's right. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. How have you received this today? Okay.